Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Hi, I'm Cindy Hoover, Fiscal Year 20 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Jill Hawiller, founder of and principal consultant at Leadership Refinery and a Forbes Coach Council member. For nearly 20 years, Jill has been helping individuals and organizations reach their full potential, working in various talent management, organizational development, and human resources roles for Fortune 500 corporations. In every environment, she is able to assess and develop talent, work globally, and leave a lasting impact on her clients and teams. Today, she's here to talk to us about leadership, personal brand, confidence, and career planning. Thank you for joining us today, Jill. Thank you for having me, Cindy. I'm very honored to be here. Well, let's start out by getting to know you a little bit better. Tell us a bit about your background and how you got involved in career consulting, eventually opening your own business. Well, believe it or not, Cindy, um, I began working in customer service in a global manufacturing company surrounded by engineers that with a liberal arts degree kind of felt like I was a fish out of water. <laughs> um, but during that experience, um, working in a really healthy, high trust, kind of great culture of an organization, I found a ton of support to go back to school and really focus on pursuing ways in which I could add more value to the organization. So I did grad school full-time at night while I was working there full-time. Um, and I really had a personal passion and interest in studying conflict management and emotional intelligence, specifically how the relationship between self-confidence and impulse control. So I spent a, a, you know, a few years going to grad school um, and that allowed me to pursue the career that I wanted, eventually leading me into human resources, organizational development, and leadership development. So I spent about 15 years doing those roles in, in corporate environments, like you said, Fortune 500s and, and global exposure. Um, and I also, during my career, spent about four years working in higher ed. I really had a passion and a focus in career transition and career change. And so I led a team of career coaches at a nationally ranked MBA program, which really helped me hone my skills around identifying career goals, helping people achieve them, networking skills, kind of all that full package in making successful and healthy, fulfilling career changes with individuals. Personally, I kind of, over time, got a little bit burned out on my own share of bad bosses and corporate politics. And uh, about uh, 10 or 12 years ago, started my side business of doing career coaching and leadership development. And about four years ago, I made my side business my full business, and I've been dedicated to that ever since. 
Well, that's really exciting. And and I know um, working with clients, they're not all the same. So I'm wondering if you can give us a general idea of what it's like to help your clients and how you get them to better a better place in their career. Yeah, I would say context is really key here. So my role as a coach and a cheerleader and a champion is to really listen to my client's current reality. You know, both what is working and what's not working, what's fulfilling and what's particularly challenging. Maybe even challenging some of their own assumptions about what might be getting in their way. Sometimes we put up our own blocks, sometimes they're real and sometimes they're perceived coming from someone else. So I really work closely with individuals to kind of help identify a career goal. And that can take a lot of different paths. It could be an internal career move. It could be an external move. Uh, For some, it's making that big decision whether or not to go back to school or switch, you know, fields or industries entirely. And there's a lot that goes through that decision-making process. Sometimes it's also shifting priorities or a shift in their own mindset. Um, So we work together to almost co-create what that future state looks like for them in their career. And I support them in developing a plan that's realistic, that helps them achieve that. And I stick with them all the way through to hold them accountable and help them celebrate, you know, landing in a place that um, is exciting and on on path for them. So um, I'm sure a lot of your clients uh, do find out that maybe it's time to make a, a career transition. So you wrote an article for Forbes that's titled, Is It Time for You to Make a Career Transition? I know many of our listeners um, and, and myself uh, have found ourselves at this crossroad at some point dur- during our engineering careers. Can you kind of talk us through some of your suggestions for deciding if and when it's time to make a change in our career paths? Yeah, happy to. Um, you know, I think in that article, I talked about kind of three ways to kind of check in and ask yourself if it's time. The first one is sort of assessing whether or not it's just short term. Is there like a sense of ennui or boredom in what I've got going on and really getting to the root of what the issue is? Because sometimes I often work with people. It's a very short term issue. It's kind of a mindset shift around, you know, I can how long can I stay in the status quo? Um, It might be due to organizational changes or leadership changes or just a shift in priorities in their own organization. And sometimes riding it out and sticking it through is exactly the right decision for someone. And I can kind of help them get unstuck from what feels temporarily like a misfit. Um, Sometimes, though, it's more of an extended sense of I feel really stuck. I've been stagnant. I haven't been able to get enough variety in my career or in my work. And, you know, at that point, it's it's sometimes a little bit better to examine some of those factors that have led to feeling stuck, us feeling stuck. Maybe there's been a change in our personal lives. Uh, Maybe there's been a change in our organization or our leadership structure. Um, And sometimes if it's an extended sense of feeling stuck, um, maybe it is time to look at the, you know, the the greater market or other opportunities internally or externally that might help us feel a little bit more engaged and productive and connected to our organization's mission and our work, right? We all want to show up and bring value and feel valued and be recognized for the value that we bring um, into our organization. So sometimes a small change can really bring, breathe new air and bring new life into our our current situation. And sometimes a bigger change um, is necessary for that. I think maybe a third way is if there's some really clear evidence of stalled progression. And this is kind of speaks to people who have um, attempted to and have aspired to uh, maybe an internal promotion or an external move, they've got their eyes set on a certain 
a role or a certain progression and it's repeatedly not been happening. I think digging deeper into what's going on there, where we're getting stuck, does it have to do with our reputation? Are there certain blocks, people or things that are getting in our way? Um, and then discussing some of those transition options um, to be in a place where we don't feel that sense of being stalled out. That's really great advice. I know I've 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 hit a couple of those and in, in roadblocks along the way during my career, and it is really helpful to be able to talk through that with someone and think through whether this is something that is short term and you can work through it, or whether something bigger is happening and and maybe it's time to to switch and and change your journey. And that's always a scary thing. So uh, I appreciate that um, advice. I think our listeners will as well. Um, so let's change uh, tax a little bit here. So women are, are greatly underrepresented in, in engineering academia and, and within the engineering workforce. Many feel they're overlooked or not taken as seriously as their male colleagues, especially when it comes to moving up the leadership ranks. So what advice or guidance would you offer to these women who want to become leaders, but maybe just don't know where to begin? Well, I have a personal philosophy around leadership that is, and maybe many others share it with me, that we're all leaders. We're all capable of leadership. We all can lead from wherever we are in an organization. I see um, management and the titles and direct reports and hierarchy as a, as a separate thing than leadership. I think we can lead from anywhere. We can lead by influence. We can lead a project. We can lead a conversation. Um, so I really believe that everyone can be and is a leader. But when it comes to that progression that I think you're talking about in terms of career, um, I think it's really important for anyone to be pretty clear on what it is they want, because I find that a lot of people want to be helpful, right? Our mentors, many times our bosses and managers, our peers, the people who are our cheerleaders who want to see us succeed, whether they're internal or external in our career path, they want to see us successful. And the more that we can be clear about what it is that we want to explore, to experience the types of problems that we like to solve, the kinds of challenges that we like to be involved in, the better our community can be at helping us get there. So that in, requires doing some internal work, right? It requires doing a lot of reflection. It requires sharing that personal vision or our aspirations with others that requires us to increase our visibility. Um, and there are also, some small ways I think that people can prepare themselves for a leadership role. Um, I always encourage people to look for small ways to add that to their portfolio. And if it's available to you at work, great. Look for a community, maybe a, a committee that you can be involved in. Maybe there's, an, a, there's a, a group of volunteers that you can be associated with. Maybe you can ask your manager or someone else that you work with to be involved in a project that has greater visibility. But there really are a lot of small ways in which people can build these types of experiences. And if it's not available at work, I always encourage people to look for those leadership opportunities outside of work. Maybe there's some community involvement. Uh, organizations like SWE, right? Getting involved in mm -hmm. professional associations and joining a committee and taking on a leadership role so that we have experiences that we can talk about with others. I think these are lots of ways in which we can build upon some of those experiences and then articulate that really clear vision for ourselves and how we want to add value. I really appreciate that. And and SWE is a great place to practice some leadership skills. And it's a it's a 
It's a fantastic way to do it in a safe environment. A lot of times when you step into leadership roles at work, you have so much pressure on you. And in an organization like SWE, you can step into a leadership role and it's not quite as pressure driven and you can really practice those leadership skills and learn how to use those at work or in other parts of your life. Totally agree. So one of the other things on leadership that that uh, I've talked about a lot with with those that I, I mentor is the concept of a personal brand. So can you tell us about personal brand, what it is, and why it's so important to establishing your, yourself in your career? Absolutely. You know, brand and personal brand is really one of my favorite topics to work with uh, individuals on. I would say brand is really another way of thinking about it is thinking about your reputation, right? When we think about global brands, we might think about product brands or service brands and sort of the the emotion that they elicit from us. And I think people have brands and reputations that are very similar. Um, I think there are some really core tenets to a strong brand. In fact, I wrote a Forbes article on the seven critical pillars uh, to an effective personal brand. Um, And a couple of those that I want to mention here the first is really authenticity. I think it's, it takes so much energy and is so much work to try and be someone that we're not. And it ultimately never ends well for us. So I really encourage people, if you don't know truly who you are, do the work. Think long and hard about who you are at your authentic core. Um, you know, Do the reading, do the talking, do the journaling, whatever it might take to get 100% clear on that and then stay steady and don't feel like we have to compromise who we are as we kind of represent ourselves and think about our reputation. Um, another thing I often talk with people about is just really knowing your strengths. From That be, it might come from feedback you get from other people. It might be what you know about yourself, the work that you do that gets you really energized, what you're most proud of. How do you align your values with your work? Are you clear on your purpose? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you excited about the work or the organization You know, or the impact that we have on customers, patients, end users, whatever it might be. So I think brand is really about understanding your reputation and knowing that you can have, you have a way of influencing that a little bit. It's how we think about ourselves. It's how we talk about ourselves. It's how we reflect the work that we do, certainly tied with our confidence. And uh, for many of us, that's something we're constantly working on. We may have a bit of imposter syndrome. We may sometimes think we don't fully belong, you know, where we've been invited to be. And that's, that's constant work for a lot of the people that I'm, that I'm spending time with and coaching. Um, we're always working on our confidence and being authentic to who we really are. You know, and that never goes away. I mean, even, even in, in executive roles, you still, um, have to build that confidence level and, and know that you, you belong there. And, and that's, I, I struggle with that all of the time. So great advice. Um, so I would say for our sweet listeners, what's your biggest piece of advice for those who are thinking about or planning to make an important career move, whether it's leaving their industry, returning to their industry after maybe an extended break, or competing for a big promotion? What advice would you give them? Well, a couple of things come to mind for me here. The first is that you're not alone. You're never alone. Many have traveled this path before you. And more often than not, almost every person that I interact with is looking for a way to give back. So it's okay to ask for help. In fact, I think the people who are clear on what they want and are clear on the help that they ask for are the ones who make these transitions you know, as smooth as possible. So do the work on yourself. 
ask yourself what it is that you're really looking for, work on articulating your interests and your capabilities. And doing that work while hard, it is hard work. Everything I'm talking about here is certainly hard work, but it does build confidence. And that confidence is what helps people through that transition process. Jill, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for providing some really valuable insights for our listeners. I know I definitely learned some new things and I'm betting our audience did too. So if our listeners want more in-depth career guidance, how can they learn more or reach you? I would be happy to chat with anybody who's curious about making a career transition, working on their own leadership development or exploring their personal brand further, whatever it might be. Best place place to reach me is go directly to my website, which is leadershiprefinery.com. Fantastic. Jill, again, thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Cindy Hoover, and for all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or like your favorite episodes on SoundCloud. If you have not already made plans to be part of the largest gathering of women engineers in the world, visit our WE19 conference site at we19.swe.org. Information on housing, registration, keynote speakers, and more is now available. See you there.